Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, we are catching up with a past first month launch of the show co-host. This young lady was back on episode 10. She's cracking up right now. I yeah. still consider her a young lady. Uh, mm-hmm. Episode 10, ladies and gentlemen, was NSNG and Eat Happy. But before I give you her name, dude, the girl's got some bio here, okay? She's a voiceover talent artist. I'm going to give you guys a little hint. She actually intros and outros this show, okay? She's a stand-up comedian who happens to also be celiac, living with celiac, who writes cookbooks. And we've talked about this multiple episodes because she's the author of Eat Happy Cookbook, people. She also co-hosts the Fitness Confidential Podcast, another show that I blow up all the time on here. Vinny has been on, Vinny's been on here three, four times now at least. Uh, Andy Schreiber's been on here three, four times now. So she has voiced hundreds of commercials, cartoons, movies, promos, radio stations, video games. I got to catch my breath, which is a super cool day job to support her passion of food blogging and obviously the cookbook authoring. So this new cookbook has been out now God, at least a year. She'll have to clarify that for me. It's become an Amazon bestseller, uh, eat happy, gluten-free, grain-free, low-carb recipes, joyful life. I'm a fellow NSNG, NSNG lover. Uh, without further ado, Anna Vocino, welcome back to the show. Hello. Hello. I'm doing my uh, oh, girl's oh, tiara Princess wave. Way. There we go. I love that. Hello. And if you guys Hi, noticed- that was, that was so nice. There's that voice. She's got that- There, there it is. It's that professional voiceover artist. So. You know, Vin, when Vinny and I podcast, every single day we get a tweet about how I sound like Leah Remini. And I to me, she sounds very New York. So I don't I don't hear it. And and Vinny certainly doesn't hear it because sadly I'm the voice in his head all the time. Well, but, and uh, sadly, maybe it's because I'm not uh, young or old enough. I'm 40. I'm I know the name. Why am I not connecting on it? Who are we talking about? Leah Remini is the former Scientologist lady who was on King of Queens. Oh my god. And now she's on the other That's Kevin her name? Can Wait show. Yeah. We've actually, we, we watched her whole documentary like two weeks ago. Oh, it's fascinating, isn't right? it? Right? Holy shit, yeah. that was weird. I yeah. mean, I it's was like, crazy. first of all, we've watched other Scientology documentaries, so it was a nice lead right. up to her episode, and I think hers was one of the best, so. Yeah. Um, well, now, now she does a whole show about where she's trying to like save people from the cult of it all. Oh, really? There's a show yeah. now? Yeah, it's really fascinating. Well, it is, yeah. I mean, let's be real, it's a little culty. Um, it's a lot culty. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's quality entertainment. I, I'll call them out right here, yeah. right here. Well, on you the live out there. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fact, to our I listeners, was... guys, Anna is in the thick of it. Okay, she's yes. like surrounded by them. <laughs> by and in fact, last night I was driving to something that might be equally as culty, which is Dungeons and Dragons, which I play <sighs> once a week. And are I you shitting me? To... You're a D and D girl. Yeah. I was driving to my D&D group in Silver Lake and you have to drive through the whole like Scientology complex, but which is right next to a giant Kaiser Permanente hospital. And it's just the weirdest assortment of things on Sunset Boulevard. You can drive through a Scientology complex? Well, you do because they have buildings all over Sunset Boulevard. Like oh, yeah. they, own, they own so much real estate. So even after all this negative press, they haven't like started losing, I don't know, like revenue. I don't know. I don't know. I I mean- can't, I, I, that's exactly what I thought last time when I drove by. I was like, you guys are still in business. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Their, their compounds are still under operation. Good um, for them. I mean, Get then again, it. I mean, to be fair, if they were smart, 
they ramped up huge in the 80s, right? Uh, clear, I think right. that's, that's to her when she was talking about it. Really, the 70s to the 80s, a little bit in the 90s, and then obviously they leveled off. But if they had smart investors on their team and everything else, they could just be living off of their real estate investments and, and the money that they've generated. Their so. real estate, if they were to ever sell, they, they would make a fortune. Oh, my God, if yeah. They own the primest real estate in Los Angeles. It's crazy. All over the all over town, they own buildings. Do they have any shit on fire right now? <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, okay. I mean, no. I mean, no, I'm not. not joking around because I am a former wild and firefighter. Um, but you are. I, I, yep. Well, if you, you were here, you would be busy. No. Oh. If you were here, you would be busy because it's been insane here. The poor people, uh, 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 the poor folks up in uh, Ventura and Montecito. Well, I'm not saying poor folks. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying poor because their shit's on fire. Yes. But all the folks up in Ventura and Montecito and Santa Barbara and uh, every it's crazy. Ojai is decimated. It's a mess. I actually just had. What are a, you, did you dip your thumb I, in your wine? No, I spilled a little. <laughs> I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am putting a little life into living right now because I'm actually enjoying some red wine because it's been a long day. And, well, Anna and is also, as well. And I started talking with my hands. I told you before we started recording. No, no, tell them why you're drinking a glass of wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd already, well, technically, I had already proposed to her, though, right? So, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard on the prior episodes, I am engaged now as of, like, August. Congratulations. Um, thank you. According to some of my friends, I decided to finally man up. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, some of us guys are a little slow. So, and I'm definitely one of them. You ladies appreciate the honesty. Usually, I usually yeah. that's, that's the response yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I, <laughs> I finished business meetings from like eight a.m. to eleven a.m. and then I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania, so I'm about an hour, hour and a half west of New York and about an hour north of Philly. So I drive all the way the hell back down to Philadelphia because we went down there for her to find the perfect ring at the famous Steven Singer Jewelers, uh, where they're tag plug for Steven Singer Jewelers. Yeah, right. Like their tagline is "I hate Steven Singer." Which, to be fair, they're actually really nice there. Um, I just hate. Why is that their tagline? Because you spend all your money there. Maybe, yeah. Because we're probably gonna go back and buy the wedding bands, and then um, uh, they got the, you. the original ring again. As I hinted at, was the mother's her mother's engagement ring. So now she has to get a different stone to set in there. So, because she needs that for a decorative ring. So okay, you know, one yes. one ring turns into two. Apparently, that's a thing. So oh, and it's going to be many more rings. <laughs> God. I've Seriously? been married 18 years. Let me tell you what. Come on now. There will be more. There will be more diamonds to be purchased. You're, so, kill, you're killing me, Anna. Gird yourself. Oh, there's no girding. There's just me trying. By the to way, I did wine. it the old-fashioned way. I just got knocked up and I trapped him into marrying me. So. Mm. Oh, why don't you show? Why don't you show our YouTube feed what 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 comes out of you getting knocked up? What happened on your arm? Oh, out of my arm. Oh yeah, yeah my 18 year old. Oh, we got, there we go on the webcam. Can you see it? Lucy. Yep. Of, of her own name, by the way. Yeah. So this is my first tattoo. So I will not be able to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Really? That's a thing. Yeah. You can't. If oh. you're, if you've, if you've defaced your body, you can't be buried in a Jewish cemetery. Um, no I'm, not, I'm also not Jewish. So that would <laughs> also impede me. Well, Anna Vocino is kind of Italian. Just <laughs> throwing bit. that out there. You know. She gave me a needle tattoo with a needle. She goes and does it with a needle. Well, and again, so that's okay. We joked around earlier to your listeners. Uh, again, the one thing I love about Anna, Vinny, Andy, it, Andy actually is more focused. I will say on our episodes, <laughs> it's a this is a conversational <laughs> format show. We never know where the hell it's going to go. So, no. real quick on the side note, again, yes, we are going to talk about the Happy Cookbook, but apparently, her daughter is is so artistic <laughs> that she knows how to do a prison style tattoo. 
Um, yeah. Which is literally done physically by hand, right? There's no machine. Yeah, with a needle and ink, and you sit there and you just do it. You do it over and over again. So you need you a lot of, do like a big complicated one, but like you need a lot of patience for that. Yeah. Because it takes longer, right? Because well, you don't you don't have like the powered. Cause I have tattoos. That's what they teach them at the the Cooper Union School for Art and Architecture and this is Engineering. What you're, is this what you're paying for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so. I'm not making fun. I'm just actually having fun with this. Um, I just like, I, no, I'm okay with it. Like, hey, great. My my girl's in college now, and or uh, I wait. told her to start charging. Start charging people. Why are you doing this for free? Make a business out of it. I know some very amazing tattoo artists uh, who have tar- tattooed my body, and I will tell you, it's it's a very successful profession. Yeah. So, um, especially if she chooses to go back to L.A., people love throwing around money oh, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And actually, for come sure. on, tattoos are a thing now, man. I see all they're, these they're movie stars rocking them. Football stars and I are get rocking. It now I have my tiny one, and now I want, I want more. They do say that. They yeah, say it comes I'm not, I'm not tattooing NSNG though. No. So forget about it. No. I mean, I, we all love NSNG. So, we do. Again, to our but listeners, not... NSNG, no sugar, no grains. Okay? Yes, it's a lifestyle. It's a thing. Um, I could not find. I had to put on my podcaster shirt um, because I was trying to find my bacon and eggs shirt, and I could mm. not find it. Um, again, to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> We're talking about Vinny Twitterich and the Fitness Confidential Podcast, which Anna is obviously the co-host on, and the the, the crazy shirts that he freaking comes up with. The best part is I, I wear that shirt to my CrossFit gym to go work out. Yeah, <laughs> and people are like, "Hell yeah, bacon and eggs." <laughs> so, That's good. So, you, what do they think of the fuck quinoa shirt? Have you ever worn that one? I don't one have out? that my one. Wears that all the time. Well, because I've always said fuck quinoa, so I just I just yeah. thought, well, I don't really need to buy it. I don't know. See, I, I eat bacon and eggs every day, so that's why I was like, that's my shirt. That's my jam. Did so. you hear one time I was telling about the story about I was in the sauna about six months ago, and this guy who looks like he has the body of Mighty Mouse, like he's just bowed out, like, just like, just like roided out. And then like the head of Kim Jong-un, Kim- oh. the younger one, <laughs> From right? North Korea, are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it God. Was, it was a bizarre, like, assortment of looks. And uh, but but he was talking super broy man, and then he was talking about how like because this was about six months ago, so it's the middle of summer. He's like, yeah, it's it's summer, dude. So I stopped eating carbs for the summer, man. You know, I'm just I'm only eating quinoa. And I was like, oh, bro, okay. Wait a minute, hold on. So so quinoa is like not a carb, right? Because it's a protein based. Protein-rich grain, seed, bro. It's a seed. Yeah, yeah. Again, to our listeners, guys, we're talking about like we're, we're discussing bro talk because I left the traditional gym world for that exact reason. I was losing yeah. brain cells just hanging out there, <laughs> just having conversations. <laughs> and a lot of people say that about CrossFit gyms. And I'm like, actually, I have very great conversations. Like, I hang out and work out with the owner of the gym that I drop into. Uh, I just drop in, work out with him, and we talk about marketing and shit because that's, that's my great. that's my thing, that's my jam. That's so, great. Like we talk about a couple of lifts here and there. But we end up talking about marketing, and I don't know. Like we're not doing bro science, man. Like quinoa, hell yeah. Yeah, but my gym is in like in North Hollywood, which is a very inexpensive neighborhood in Los Angeles. And I say inexpensive is relatively inexpensive. So a lot of what is, hold on, real quick, I gotta pause you. What's relatively inexpensive? Like in a in like a a ten to twenty grand window, or like a 
Well, in a 50 well, I mean, state, like uh, Beverly Hills or, or, or like Malibu would be crazy expensive. So if you're right. an actor who's new to town or a writer who's new to town, you haven't had any jobs yet and you're working a survival job, you wouldn't move to one of those neighborhoods. You would move to North Hollywood where things are affordable. And then you would be sad that you don't live in someplace cool like Silver Lake or Echo Park, mm. um, which used to be affordable, but now all the hipsters have driven the prices up. So a lot of these bros that go to my gym are like, these actor dudes who literally spend six hours in the gym because they don't do anything else but like make themselves look camera ready should the opportunity come which i get that's their job yeah but, but hold on the guy you just talked about doesn't sound camera ready i just hear about no, a giant think, kim john head <laughs> on a swollen on a swollen I don't body think he was, who knows maybe he who, he'll, he'll be the lead in the next david chase series i don't know <laughs> but no, he didn't seem like the type, but there's a lot of like drop dead, gorgeous people speaking bro speak at this particular gym. And it's really annoying. And I can kind of like float by invisible because I'm the middle-aged lady who no one takes a second glance at. And then I wind up writing down everything they say and I use it as podcast content. I do truly do enjoy when you and Vinny like spin off on your quick little spa or I should say, well, it's, it's, what, what do you guys call it now? The sauna? Tales from the sauna. Tales from the sauna, yes. Well, you know what? I switched to the Burbank gym, the Burbank 24-hour fitness, because it's much more chill. But I think yeah. for content, I have to go back to North Hollywood. It really does sound like a great place for entertainment. Um, <laughs> and and actually, it's sometimes some drama. I mean, didn't you say there's a guy in there practicing knife tossing or Pat some shit? Practicing his switchblade, like... <laughs> Yeah. He was like doing this whole routine and people were like, first of all, nobody said anything, including me. I was like, <laughs> what? It's like, is he going to crack? Is he going to like stab somebody? No, he's like a stunt man. He's like practicing. He's like, Ch -ch -ch. and so people are like just edging by him, like trying to like, okay, I'm going to go. Yeah, that's Don't stab me. Not just awkward, just fucking dangerous. Just going to throw that Why out there. Why do you have to do it in a sauna? Yeah. Really weird. Do it I mean, is, is that going to be the role that he's go trying to, to get park. in a movie that, you have to be able maybe, to you, maybe he was practicing. He has to be a he has to be a hot knife guy. I got this. Okay. He has to have so much control and confidence over the movement of a switchblade knife that he can mm -hmm. do this under a stressful situation when his hands are sweaty. So he needed to get his hands sweaty to prove to himself that he actually had full control over that knife. Or 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 He's playing the part of a demon dog in hell, and it's so hot there, but he has to show that he can use the switchblade even though it's really hot, or else his boss, the devil, will cut his face off. Wow. You definitely have worked in film, which I, I, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. You, you stumped me on that one. Real quick, real quick, since you brought that up before we started recording today, for our listeners too, like she... We, we obviously teased you the fact that she's actually the voiceover artist for many, many things. Um, but you did have a career in film before becoming, you know, on, an on TV, author, yeah, author yeah. of a super freaking yeah. healthy cookbook and becoming <laughs> a voiceover artist and all this other podcast champion. Like, how long were you in film? Uh, I worked, well, I worked in TV. I mean, TV, film, whatever. God, I've been doing commercials since I was very young. So, but oh. like 20 years, I would say 20 years. Damn. All right. Yeah. So that's a hustle. Yeah. How does oh, one get yeah. into this? It's a hustle. Everybody talks about it, right? Like, oh man, well, you got to move to California and then you well, got to no, sell I your started... soul. <laughs> no, 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 no. I started in Atlanta and Atlanta is actually a really good place to be an actor because not then, not when I was there, but now they're filming every movie there. And all of my friends who stayed in Atlanta get a part in every movie that comes to town, which is awesome. Wow. And then you get residuals on movies. No, but I started, uh, 
when I was 20 years old, I was at Emory University and uh, some friends of mine and I started an improv theater company called Whole World Theater, which is still in Atlanta on Spring Street and 14th Street. And um, it's, yeah, so when I was 20, that's 24 years ago. And uh, the theater is still going strong. And so we started this theater just because we loved doing improv comedy and agents then local agents came and kind of scouted us like we didn't know i had no idea what i was doing but then you kind of start to book work and you, you know and then we finally we had done, we did a whole pilot for fox there and then we decided my husband and i decided we had our two-year-old at that point we were like well, let's we can either move to new york or la and if you have a two-year-old new york is not a, appealing of an option because it's difficult it's a lot of work it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money and it's a lot of steps because you're certainly going to get a walk up because you can't afford anything else. You know, yeah. it's a whole thing. So we decided on L.A. and that's how we came up there. And then people we worked with at our theater, you know, if you it, it, it's it's definitely a relationship business. It's a who, you know, business. And so people that we came up with who are dear friends in our theater wound up getting some traction here. And then when like one guy was able to pitch a show you know, we all made shows together and did our first sketch comedy show for Spike TV in 2005. And then we wound up doing a series for VH1 and Comedy Central in 2007 and 2009. You know, so stuff kind of like went and went. Are you okay? What's going on? I'm just going to grab a towel. Did you really spill that much wine? You're a sloppy drinker. I don't drink when I podcast. It's very well, rare. So. I'm a bad influence. Well, I, actually, I just want to move your cookbook closer, and I was going to clean oh. the spot for it. So. Well, then it's okay. Oh, now it's okay. okay. Yeah. See, again, our our listeners are just living in the moment with us. See, I like I'm I'm literally polishing my my standing desk and cleaning off my spilled red wine. See, we're giving you play by play. That's good. Because apparently, I am also yes a sloppy drinker. Do you think you have any listeners who are like, I want to be an actor and I want to move to New York or L.A.? Well. If they weren't before, it, you just made it sound not too complicated. <laughs> it's very complicated, and it's soul-crushing, and it will hurt your feelings, so you better be tough. Um, but if you can't do anything else, then you got to do it, and I get it. Well, and I love the hustle behind it because uh, our, our, our mutual friend, Michael O'Neill. Yes. He was my first ever episode 001. You were 010. You were yes. number 10. He's number one. You guys helped me kick this puppy off the ground, so I love you all. And I love um, but to, but he brings that up all the time. Like he's a big fan of comedians, like yourself. Yeah, right? that's part of your yeah. background. And because it takes fucking hustle. Like I love yes, promoting does. that to the listeners. Like guys, like you can't beat a perfect example of the behavioral trait that it takes to be an entrepreneur. Hello, you're you're trying to build a brand behind your name as a comedian yep. professional that is going to potentially be berated off the stage. I don't know. Is that a sum yeah. up? I don't know. How would you sum that up better? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you got to go up there and do your, you got to make people laugh and also show them a slice of who you are and be authentic. You have to make them like you and make them laugh. And right now my husband and I, my husband's a, a comedy writer and we're doing a dual stand-up act about marriage. Cause we've been married 18 years now and it's, Oh, cheaper than therapy to go up on stage and rip into each other about that stuff. But like we never thought about that. That's a good idea. <laughs> but it's go, it's, it's when I say we do a dual stand up act about marriage to bookers, it's not something, you know what I mean? It's like, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. And we're like, we know it's weird. 
get us on stage and then it goes well. And they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's so different. Oh my God, we love it. So it's a hustle about like, we have to show up where I have to send clips to people. I have constantly got to be talking to people. I've constantly got to be talking to bookers. And also too, a lot of things with Hollywood, which is true in all business is that sometimes people you want to do business with do not want to do business with you. And so how much time do you spend trying to convince them to do business with you or go, okay, it's not a match. And then let me try my efforts over here. You see, that's sales and marketing 101. Uh, exactly. Everybody thinks they got to sell everybody or market to everybody. It's like, no, dude, you develop your niche, right? And yeah. that's what I'm hearing from you. You're just applying it yep. in, in a different situation, different demographic, but it's the same behavioral process. It's like, okay, well, okay, clearly you're a douche. I don't want to work with you. I'm going to focus on these people. <laughs> <clears throat> Completely. Yeah. I mean, granted, I, I, I just took a whole lot of marketing speak and really dumbed it down. Um, but that's basically what it is. It's like, man, I just don't like those people. Why am I trying to sell to them? Right. Let's focus right. on this. this is my audience, man. These are my people. This is who I want to work with. These people right. are fun. So, exactly. Now, yeah, how long did totally. it take you to figure that out? <laughs> <clears throat> Well, a long time because I think at the root of being a performer is uh, I want I want people to see me and like me. Hmm. You know what I mean? I want to please them. I want to entertain you. I want to make you laugh. And so you have you have two things happening at once. You have the business side of things. So you have just gatekeeper after gatekeeper saying, no, 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 we have enough of you. You're, you're too old. You're too this. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too pretty. You're not pretty enough. Mm. Like saying all these gatekeeper things at the same time that you have, and I'm, I'm yelling, I'm all fired up. And then I at the same it. time you have, when you do get to like, I, that's why I love stand up or improv is because you get that's the only time you get to do what you do that's the only time that you get to get on stage and call the shots nice. but you still so if you wind up gaining an audience which i've been lucky enough to gain an audience then you want to please them too so it's two sets of like who do i please it's like you, i don't know what the answer is i haven't figured it out but it's if i keep putting out content that i believe in then i'll please the audience people and if i just keep hammering if I keep hammering, eventually I find the I tend to have found the people who say, Oh, you know what? I get you. I like you. I want to put you in this thing, or I want to put you guys on stage or, you know what I mean? Eventually you, but you have to keep casting a net. Actually a great way to put it. Keep casting your net. I like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, it, the, here's the best part. You spent all those years doing that. You spent all those years building up that, uh, as some people like to call it the thick skin, right? It's like, Hey man, it's, I've taken a few beats, you know, little hits. I've had to toughen up a little bit. Male, female, whatever lifestyle you got. <laughs> yeah. All, I think that anybody who's really trying to build a successful path in life, yet you better have a thick skin story. I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. I, I think too, it's like, I, I agree with the thick skin thing in the sense that like, if you've just had your first big disappointment in business or in entertainment, gird your loins because it's going to happen a million more times but it doesn't make it any less shitty. You know oh, what I mean? No, hell no. Let's but, be real. <laughs> but the, the half-life of the, the terrible feelings has lessened. Um, there was, I'll go ahead and tell a failure story because those are fun for everyone else them. but me. Um, <clears throat> I worked on this video game, this huge video game for all, about two and a half years. And I'm not going to say what it is. 
Um, but it was one of the biggest video games of 2016. And, uh, and I worked on it for two and a half years and it was a big deal. And I was very excited about the character. And it was one of the first times I had done a big lead role that it takes that long to record all the sessions. And of course, all the animators have been working for years and writers and stuff have been working for years on this before the voices had even come to play. But um, <clears throat> I was very excited about it. And it was getting close to the time that, the, that it was coming out. And I had even voiced the commercials for it. Um, I mean, my character in it. Sometimes your character doesn't make it in the commercial, but it was like a big, I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. And she was so cool. And, um, oh, I had, I had hired a, a, a dialect coach because it was a very specific dialect and I want to make sure I get it right. Hmm. And I don't want to say the dialect because video game fans will know, know okay. what I'm talking about. Um, and so, and, and that's one of my specialties too. People, that's why I get hired because I do a shit ton of dialects. And to, and for video games, there's always a bunch of, you know. Yeah. Even though I mean, if you're land, a D&D girl, I mean, that's, yes, you, you that's, better have some kind of connection to the video game world too. Exactly. Yeah. So come to find out, I look on IMDb because I was like, oh, they announced the game and it's on IMDb. And I look and I was like, oh, that's funny. They put another girl in my part. <laughs> And then I, I, I was like, oh no. And then I looked and that woman who had, was un listed under my part, not my part anymore, um, was a native born of the place that they wanted oh, to do the dialect. And I was like, oh, I, I've been replaced. I've been replaced. Because she had a better dialect because it was more real? Maybe. Well, that makes sense. Sure. I, I would assume so since she was born Still there. sucks, but. It's, it does suck and it hurt a lot. And so I just emailed my agent. I was like, I think I was fired from this and that's shitty. And I mean, if any good came out of it, it's the production company felt so guilty. They hired me for several more games after that. Nice. Um, yeah. May, so I mean, okay. I, so I, lesson here was maybe but, you didn't but, fit that initial job. But, exactly. And, okay. But that's a big one. And I don't know what to say. Sometimes you don't get the big thing that you thought you were going to get and you have to pick yourself up. And I got to say, if that happened 10 years ago, I would have been devastated for months. I went through such a huge depression period when one of my shows was canceled. I couldn't handle it. It was like three wow. years. But you know what happened was that I, I started doing voiceover then. And that's when my career took off with voiceover because I just couldn't handle trying to be on camera again. So do you and, feel, you know, I'm intrigued by this. So do you feel, yeah. and again, to our listeners, guys, we're going to get to that cookbook. Okay. It's, this is just, you're <laughs> it doesn't just, matter. You're, no one cares. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Just go to Amazon and buy you have a cookbook. Boom. Done. Um, done. Now, so, but it's important to understand this because I'm hearing that. I mean, were you upset because of the fact that you just put all, all your hustle into that show and it was just an exciting project or was it like the financial sure. aspect? Cause I don't even know how to no. get paid for this. Show. Not the financial. Like, no, get not, paid not for only games. if it goes publicly yeah, and live or how's that work? No, no, you get paid per session for video games. You don't get like residuals. I think oh, they so just you just sitting those. down and doing, you still got paid. Oh yeah. No, I got oh. paid for doing the sessions, but it's not like, uh, there's no residuals, which means oh, man. most like every most time you movies, hear your voice, you get paid, you know? Yeah. Honest. Yeah. Like most things, but not with video games. So it wasn't about the money. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm missing out on all this money. That was not an issue at all. For me, it was a career jump to be able to be such a large, uh, character in such a huge video game and, and, and it was such a cool game and I loved everybody in it. And, and the fact that they didn't tell me directly that I was fired, that I found out by looking at IMDb. So a lot of it was like, it's like an ego thing. Like it hurt my pride, but ultimately yes, it stings, but what are you going to do? Nothing. And that, like I said earlier, the half-life of the pain is way shorter than what it used to be. Yeah. And now I can well, tell the story. Because you've built it up. 
you got experience. <laughs> That's what I use yeah. it for. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got, I have had experience being rejected. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, I <laughs> no, mean, actually, I you tell do. people all the time, and this just came up on an episode that I just aired this week with uh, Isaiah Hankel. Uh, he's a world-renowned speaker, traveler, author, guy, uh, educated in uh, behavioral psychology, and he works with a lot of big-time businesses. And he ta- we mm. talked a lot about that, where it's like, listen, again, classic best practices, right? If you're not failing, you're not learning. Um, True. You need to fail over and over again to learn some of the most powerful things in life, business, et cetera. And this applies to health. This applies to business. Um, it applies to everybody every day because, well, here's the thing. I have figured out over the years that when something like that happens, it's usually activating a negative belief set that I'm holding about myself. Mm. And so the thing, the fact of the matter is, is that I wanted to do a good job. Of course, we all want to do a good job. I wanted to be a good performer. I wanted to be a good team player. I wanted to serve the material and have a good time. And, and I wanted to do a good job for what I was hired to do. And when you're replaced, you go, oh no, is this activating the fear that I have deep down that I actually legitimately suck? or that I'm terrible. Wow. Or that I, you know what I mean? So it activates those things. And then you go, okay, this is an opportunity right here. This failure is an opportunity to go, are you going to sit and wallow in the, I must be terrible because I got replaced. Or are you going to say, no, you know what? I'm not terrible. I did a good job. I did the best I could. And I'm going to move on. And I'm going to learn from it. So what I'm hearing from you, if I'm hearing you properly, if I'm listening, is that you technically still do have those thoughts to this day. It's just that the sure. life cycle of them is a lot, a hell of a lot shorter. Yeah. So it, well, the truth of the matter here is I, that it, it happens, man. We're going to keep having it. It's going to, we can't help it. We're humans. You know okay. what I mean? And if, and if we're humans and if you're an entrepreneur too, it's the same energy. We're all putting out, we're all creating something new and putting it out there and hoping people buy it. Yeah. Right. So whether and, whether because we're taking our shit seriously, we're putting a lot of yeah. ourselves into that project, into that product launch, into that that role or that that voiceover situation, into that cookbook. Uh, so yeah, yeah, if things start of going course. wrong, it's going to stress us out a little bit. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna bring up. Chances are it's going to bring up whatever your individual fear is. It could be like I'm afraid that I'm invisible, or I'm afraid that I am. There are people are going to figure I'm a fraud or I'm afraid that, you know what I mean? We all have these kind of root things that we kind of play out over and over again. And sometimes we win and we don't have to experience those feelings. And sometimes we lose and we, and it, and it awakens it. Well, so honestly, these are all things though, that have built you to your professional standing that you have today. So For sure. like, I'm sure you're a hell of a lot more confident going up on a comedic stage these days than you were in the past. Yes. Like, of course, for sure. Here, when you guys record, uh, when you and Vinny kind of do your little stage stick, that was awesome. When you guys started doing those this past year, I thought that was great. Um, where, where the heck is that at? That's oh, you that. mean the live shows? Yeah, the live shows. Yeah, oh, but but it's at a comedy place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Which is crazy. I, I don't know why he's not doing them anymore. Those were really those fun. Those were fun. Yeah. Because yeah. it, was, it was real. It was transparent. Um it, it, it got Vinny to exercise some of his comedic style, which is just who he is, natural. Right. Um, yeah. You're there with him. And it's just like, yeah. it's like the show on the road type of thing. It's a live show, but you guys booked it like it was a, because you did it at the, was it the Ice House? What, what was ice that? House, yeah. Ice House, yeah. Flappers, yeah. I thought those were great. I was cracking yeah. up. I love, thank you. I loved them. Yeah. I got to remind him because we were thinking of trying to go to other cities with it. You know, 
Well, look at the success of what... Did you go on any of those road trips to... I don't know. Again, to our listeners, guys, Fitness Confidential, I have no problem plugging them. One of my... <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you follow Twitter. I post every damn show you guys do. Like I listen I to do. it on, Twitter, on Stitcher, and I, I click share, share, nice. share, and <laughs> and Vinny jokes around too. He's like, "You're always sharing my show," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a loyal listener, and I'm a podcaster too because I like what you guys do, and I want to keep. I mean, you guys are way the hell more successful than I am, but you also been doing it a long time. I know, almost six years now. Right? That's crazy. What are we going to do at 10 years? Do we just quit? Do we stop? Like, <clears throat> well, in the business, the in the business like, space, too much. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. There's that concept, that's right? That's true. That's but true. if things are starting to level off and you're starting to lose the passion, then you look at maybe doing a rebrand or a relaunch in a different style or a different way. Mm. Um, that's something to consider because you got to have, you got to have passion. You got to know, you can't just do it because, Oh, we've always done it. Like, because yeah. then you start losing the energy that you guys bring forth on every episode. We're still having a good time. Oh, hell I just, yeah. You guys I are. feel like at 10 years, we'll be like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> what I'm waiting doing? for, uh, I'm even waiting for like Nicole Racine to become like the regular official co host, like you and Andy are, because that girl has been getting a lot more cycling. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. I love Yeah. That. I think, I think I got, a, I got, I got two, couple, two, three, four more cookbooks in me. You totally do. Yeah, let's get yeah. on with the cookbook. Okay, let's let's jump in here because we just got done promoting how you learned all these amazing yeah. entrepreneurial lessons. And this is another one of those things where like, holy shit, like you didn't just put a ton of work into this thing. You also a took a huge leap and a huge risk. Like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm going to launch a physical product. Yeah, it made no sense. Right? It all no these sense. people like John Lee Dumas and all these other people, like nowadays he now has a physical product, but right. a lot of these online gurus launched digital products. You technically launched yeah. a digital product first. You did launch the Kindle. The Kindle, I mean, only because it, I, I couldn't find a printer in time who would who would print the book on the nice quality paper that I wanted. I loved your attention to detail on that. Again, to our listeners, guys, yeah. I aired her back... September 30th, 2016 on episode 10. What was your launch date? October 4th. Okay, boom, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. That was right, I was right in the middle of- uh, yeah. I was trying to help, I mean, I, I was a younger like platform, but I was trying to help build steam. You can kind of see the letters on yeah. the other side, but when it lays flat, I don't want you to be able to see the letters on the other side of the page. It has to be a thick enough paper. Oh uh, yeah, you don't want the, the, the stamp to come through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, is that and, so and much to ask? When Apparently I listen to your was. episodes about that, like I never knew that kind of thought goes into a cookbook, but when you explain it, it <laughs> makes neither. perfect freaking sense. Yeah. But and again, to our listeners, I'm showing my book right here. Look at that. There Boom. it is, Jackie Split Pea Soup. Yeah, yeah. So by the way, I made the lemony chicken thighs tonight for dinner out of here, which are one of my favorite. Actually, tell you what, things I, to make. I have not bookmarked any of this. This is all my fiance. Oh, um, she's sweet. For example. This chick has a crazy obsession with baked macaroni and cheese. Oh. Um, I'm going to be put perfectly oh, honest with you. I Zucchini one in there. The uh, zucchini is mac this and the cheese. zucchini bacama? Bac 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 bechamel. Thank you. Bechamel. What the hell is bechamel? Bechamel is, uh, well, it used to be flour and milk and a little bit of butter and a little bit of nutmeg oh. um, and salt. But, uh, and it, but it does, it makes a cream. So when you have a lasagna made in Europe, they don't sprinkle cheese all over it like we do here. They make a bechamel sauce and it's creamy and it's smooth. Right. Right. And then you, maybe you top it with some Parmesan. Yeah. We, we, uh, a bechamel sauce is, is just a basic, it's one of the French sauces. Yeah. 
Well, right. So, so years ago, before my firefighting days, I was in like the call center world. I did a lot of mm -hmm. coaching development and then became an analyst, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we'd have these, uh, I would create these team building events where I'm like, hey guys, let's do a potluck. And I would use, when I used to eat grains, which I actually never ate pasta except for my mom's baked macaroni and cheese, right? Oh so thanks to your cookbook, I now found a healthy way to make that. But my point was, I used to do the whole boil the pasta that some mom did. And then uh, right. we used like four different freaking cheddars. And like we cheese, yeah. we cheese the shit out of that dish. I still use four different yeah. kinds of cheeses in the zucchini mac and cheese. But I use a bechamel at the root and then you add four different. It's a very oh, it's yeah. actually, you, you, you're you, expensive because it has those four cheeses and it's a lot of cheese. Well, let's be real. If you're going to do a proper baked mac and cheese, you better have some serious cheese going on. That's, yeah. how, that's how I look at it. See what's uh, in there? Some Fontina, some Gruyere, some. Oh yeah. What else? Is that how you Cheddar. say that? Gruyere. Gruyere. I'm always saying like Gruyere. Gruyere. Fontina. Yeah. Yeah. Your fan pancetta. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, pancetta. Oh yeah, pancetta crumb like with the almond flour and uh, pancetta and butter. We never owned almond, almond flour, flour until your cookbook. Yeah. It's I, I feel like the almond flour industry owes me a thank you. Dude, holy crap, you blew them up. In this cookbook, <laughs> I, I was like, oh my God, I never in thought fact, about using it for that. You know what's hard to find is organic almond flour. So that's something I'm actually looking into. Uh, figuring except out with your guys' show's new sponsor. Oh, do they have organic on Thrive? Yeah, I'm a member now because of do you guys. They? I joined because of uh, Vinny. I could have sworn... Because I, I was buying it through Whole Foods, and I know how much he loves Whole Foods. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to get it where you can get it. I get it at Ralph's, but I can never find organic. Yeah, and we don't and have then I Ralph's, Amazon, right? And they didn't have an organic. On I could have sworn that I ordered it through their um, maybe through that maybe. site. Maybe they have yeah. it now, so never mind. I won't do it. Yeah, I'm not but doing it. The only thing that's annoying with their site is like if you mm -hmm. go right to their site again, listeners. I don't have paid for this, but I will say Thrive Market. I like representing sites and brands that you know. Got their shit together. Right. Um, but, they're, oh, God, they're trying to filter me. Oh, what do you shop for? I Just stop it. Just take me to the just damn Just look for almond page. flour. How come I don't hear you clacking on the keyboard like when I type? I have a soft-touch keyboard. <laughs> I like to get all sensual. Here we go. I'm going to go have some sharing. There we okay. go. Sharing is caring. Uh, look, if you look across the toolbar here, if I click uh -huh. on products, like there's no little search window. Like I just want to. Plug oh, in organic they need to work that almond out. flour, dude. Like, come on. Yeah. But you see, now if really? I go back to, I'm not kidding you. But now if I go to uh, my site, there's a nice little search mm -hmm. window. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and then I when have, you type I in Vocino. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to livethefuel.com and you go to my search window and you type in V O C I N O, you will find mm -hmm. her first episode 10. And obviously, when you listen to this episode, you'll find this one too. So, uh, but let's go back. Anyway. Yeah, there's no easy search window. But I could have sworn okay. my first that, box. They need it. to work that out. Hold on. Now I want to go on mine. Yeah, it's very frustrating. I can't because now you're taking up my whole screen. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. Stop share. Boom. There you go. No, it's all right. Hold on. I'm trying to look at your whiteboard and steal all your ideas. <laughs> that, ah, I, that, got that, I got them. I got them. Too late. Yeah, take a screenshot. There you go. Um, I don't even know what's on there. I change that like every week. It's crazy. I, I do a mind dump. It's one of my mental exercises. There's a little uh, life practice, ladies and gentlemen. I have a whiteboard next to my desk, and I do a once-a-week mind dump. And then if I yeah. haven't really figured Smart. it all out yet, I take, a, I take a photograph with my phone, and then I save it in Evernote. 
So there, there's my practice because sometimes I just got to like, and you I, do that regularly weekly. See, that's my problem is that I'll, I'll I, every couple of months I come up with a new system yeah. and then I don't do it. And right. then I just have like all these papers Dude. with mind dumps. Cause it's like, you know, you have ideas. I have We're ideas vibing. Okay. Like everybody's like, oh man, you got a journal. And I'm like, okay, here you go. Hold on. Yeah, I got journals, dude. Okay, I, I have got, all the journals. I got a library. Speaking of John Lee Dumas, I have all of his journals. Yeah, and then oh yeah, I, thank you. I have. I'm I, addicted to buying journals at the store, and pens. Yeah, I got the Freedom Journal. I got the Mastery on. Journal. Freedom Journal, Mastery yeah, Journal. I have those too. Hey, look at look at Mastery. Look at, I never even opened it. <laughs> yeah, I know that's mine too. In fact, I ordered the thing, the Kickstarter, where you get like four of them. Yep. And I'm trying to give them to people because I'm like, here's your Christmas present. I, I did the same thing. Uh, okay. But I love, I do love it because I'm always like, I'm a, but then I have the notes in my iPhone too. Listen, it's like, I have notes with just jokes. Best practice. And notes with just recipes. Best practices. My, my brain is insane. Is I do social saying. media and brand growth for some of my clients and I can yeah. literally do everything off of my iPhone. I've gotten that freaking good at it. Like well, I got good. all the apps. Like I could just sit here and just do this, but I'm actually making money doing this versus other right. people just sitting here doing this and they're not doing anything. <laughs> So, right. Um, and I'm 40, mind you. I'm not a millennial. So, but the the point here You're is practically that practically a millennial. Uh, no, we're I'm a solid Gen X. Okay, thank I'm you. I'm solid Gen X. Yeah. Um, oh, you're tail end Gen. I don't even think you're Gen X. I think I'm you're 77. Is born in 77. 75. That's solid Gen X. Or no, or I'm the 75 ended Gen X. You're see, young. Gen so Gen Gen Y got absorbed by somebody. Like, Gen Y got absorbed by millennials. Really? I thought it was yeah. the other way. Wow. Because my little brother, my half brother was born in 1980 and he was always Gen Y. And then all of a sudden now he's a millennial. I'm like, the hell you are. Bullshit. Okay. Fine. Bullshit. Yeah. Check it out. Boom. Google 1961 to 1981. No. Oh my God. My friends who were Gen born in 80 X. are going to be so upset. Now let's be real. I got your back on this one. 80 and forward. Sorry. Millennial. It's, yeah. it's Let's. I'm just going off of decade change. Don't give me What's the 61. Gen Google Gen Y. Oh, ooh, I haven't done that since they since they got absorbed. Hold on, reshare. Says Gen y the YouTube the YouTube back. feed is going to get all this great content. Um. Whoa. Okay. What's going on here now? So we've got millennials let me, or let me Gen zoom Y. In. What is that? You're a millennial. You're 77. See, <gasps> Generation X, 65 to 76. That's bullshit. No. See, now this is this is a whole. This is from a different website. All I know is that when I read Douglas Copeland's Generation X, it said it ended in 1975, and I figured since he wrote the book. Oh well. Okay, fine. You got to throw a fancy name out there. Well, Here he we go. The author of it. What is the Y generation? The generation of people born during the 80s and early 90s. I'm 77. So everywhere else that I've looked, except for that guy's book, hold on. You got the Z shit. What is Gen X, Y? Except for that guy's book and the top search in Google, the search results. That came Google. from this site called Gen HQ. I don't even, that's just, they, they paid for rent. That's a real site. That's a real site. That looks like real news. <laughs> hold on. Well, let's go to the, well, here's what we could trust. Let's go to, let's go to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could sort of trust that. Um, Oh, early 80s millennials also known as gen y see that's wrong too though gen but y that's what i'm saying it was gen y and now everyone's called millennials eh, see i always consider y between the x and the and the millennials here's the thing in the end this show <laughs> is targeted to gen x 
whatever the hell Y is and the millennials. So because in I be- the end, this yeah. is a dumb discussion. It's very dumb. I think we can get okay. back on target. But yeah, the point is, that. you and I are yeah. older ish, and yeah. we're trying to give back to the next generation, right? So yes, the one thing sure. that I love about the fact that you created this book is not just to get us back on target, uh, but also for the value is that like, uh, uh, here's another example besides buying organic almond flour. Um, what am I showing on this photo? Oh, good Lord. Right. On, that is that my Paderno spiralizer, which I still own to this day okay. and use every so, couple of months. I mean, no, a couple of times a book. Month. We started geeking out about it. We didn't own one. Kristen's mother, my fiance, her mother, boom, Christmas gift last year. It's a good gift. It's 35 bucks. Well, see, now I found there's a stainless steel one. Is that better? <laughs> no, you don't it's need pretty that. pretty sexy. I don't no, know. I do love stainless it. steel. It's another thing to put on the counter. You don't need it. Come on. Now, see, I don't like stuff on the counter, though. See, I keep this in the cabinet. So. Uh, well, then what do you care? Well, You're no, not even right. looking at it. Now, here's the thing. Here's why I'm going to give you some serious challenge thing. and props. Okay, I grew up with my mother's amazing deviled eggs. Ooh. Okay? I, I can oh, crush okay. some serious eggs and bacon, okay, as I well, hinted at earlier. You don't need my recipe. So, no, let me tell you. So my fiance, before your cookbook, was already kind of dabbling in the, the whole yogurt thing and the egg thing. And I'm like, right. eh, it's making my deviled eggs taste sweet. But I will tell you, when she made your recipe, slam dunk. So I think that's what we bring to our well, CrossFit gym parties now. She used the plain one, plain yogurt, I hope, right? Yeah. yeah. You said it made it taste sweet. Was it because she was using a sweeter yogurt? <sighs> See, a sweetened I yogurt? I mean, maybe it was depends on the brand of the Greek yogurt she bought. Uh, you know, actually, here we go. Okay, from, from the Eat Happy author no herself. Friend. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the listeners listening to this right now, we're passionate people, Anna and I, about NSNG, no sugar, no grains. Here's a great lesson on how do you figure out the freaking yogurt. Well, I will say this. Most grocery stores don't have full-fat Greek yogurt anymore. Thank you. It's tough to find. Um, Why is full-fat important? Full-fat is important because we are we are eating more fat and we are cutting out the, the processed carbohydrates. We need to be eating more fat. We need to be eating more fat. Yes. But, but, but when folks – oh, that's weird. I just opened to the deviled eggs page without even realizing it. We were it. meant to discuss this. We were meant to discuss this. Um, when you can either do one of two things, you can do high carb, low fat, which is a miserable thing to do to your body yep. and that we've been doing for years in the 80s and 90s especially, and or we'll- you can do high fat, low carb. And if you're going to do high fat, low carb, that means cutting out the sugars and grains and that means we need to increase the fat and then anything that's like low fat yogurt, low fat cheese, skim milk, fuck all that shit. Yeah. You, you wonder why the kids are ob- kids are getting obese? You, you're giving them skim milk day in and day out at the school systems. Well, it's liquid sugar. Yeah, thank you. Because you stripped all the fats out to keep it balanced, yeah. and you left behind the lactose sugars. I think yep. I said that right, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you did. Okay. And so for some reason, it, this happened to me today in Ralph's, and I, I hate doing this. I do try to buy with meats and stuff. I try to buy grass-fed beets, beef, and I try to buy the free-range chickens. But today – I was in Ralph's, which is a Kroger chain, and um, that's out in California. And they did not have they they showed, sold chicken thighs, and I was making my lemony chicken thighs. Mm. They won't sell them uh, with the skin on. They only sell boneless, skinless chicken thighs, and it drives me crazy because they think that we just want low fat. All right, I agree. I end up having to buy a lot of because I, I I do eat 
I mean, whether Vinny agrees, I eat a lot of protein. I eat a lot of meat. I eat a lot of vegetables. Yeah. I eat a lot of eggs. Um, Me too. And yeah, so when I go to, like for example, we do have Costco. I will say you can find some great sources on organic yeah, source yeah. stuff at a Costco. Costco has good stuff. And yeah, I mean, I got to buy a sheet or a big giant pack of the chicken breasts and yeah, they're freaking skinless and they're boneless. So just freeze the extras. Well, I actually, I have a lot of recipes for chicken breasts, but I'm, I'm usually adding cream or something heavy. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm adding to get the fat back in because chicken breasts as Americans, we're all like our, the phrase in our house is uh, what's for chicken because we're always making chicken as Americans. We make a lot of chicken. We do make a lot of chicken. We do. It gets boring after a while. It does. So that's why I, and I'll continue to make chicken breast recipes because that just seems to be the thing that when somebody has never been in the kitchen, they can take a chicken breast and not be intimidated by it hmm. and they can make a recipe out of it. That seems to be the easiest thing. Um, and it seems to be too, when people are in the kitchen for the, for, cause I have, that's what a lot of my audience is or people who are new to the kitchen and they're afraid of chicken thighs with the skin on. They're afraid of a whole chicken. They don't know what to do with it. Even though I got to say my roasted chicken recipe is the best. I roast a chicken once a week and it's the best. Wait, is that like, is that the one that goes in the crock pot or no, that's no, not roasting. You roast that's whole not roasting. Chicken that you put the lemons in and then you rub the butter on it and I rub the olive oil on it. It's so good. I need to get my shit together. And you set it, you take, you do it in a smaller tray. Like you don't do it in a big roasting pan. You do it in a smaller tray. So the I do like a, uh, the, the square, like if I got, here's a lesson. Um, if your whole chicken doesn't fit into the square glass casserole dish. <laughs> yeah. It's not organic. It's probably well, ju- it's, it's probably a super chicken. <laughs> when I bought the super chicken thighs because I really I was prioritizing the skin over everything else because I wanted the the crispy uh skin over the roasted skin. I yeah. can't I can't speak. I'm so, um and I got these chicken thighs were enormous and I was like, okay. They're probably so modified. But yeah. Yes, do an eight by eight pan. And what you do is you slice onions kind of thickly and you do like a flat bed of the onions and mm. then you set the chicken on it and then the drippings come down and they caramelize the onions and it's really good. Okay. Um, so back full circle, back to the full fat uh, Greek yogurt. Yes. It's tough to find in stores because uh, a lot of grocery stores have decided that we all like non-fat and low-fat stuff. So you have to ask the people at the grocery store, can you please carry Faya, F-A-G-E, um, that's a, that'll be 4% fat, which Ooh. is the full, that means four full fat when okay. it comes to, um, Siggy's S I G G I. I do. That's the Icelandic 5%. one. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that one's good. That's good. It's not I'm full fat other, though. Siggy's isn't full fat, Is but. it? but they have a 5% at whole foods. Oh, they do. Oh. Yeah, they do. But you have to read the label again. But then if you look and you see anything with like, it has cocoa beans or peach or yeah, be careful. raspberry yeah. or all sugar. So you got to stay away from those and only look for plain. Okay. So when, all right, let's say, okay. Okay. People are struggling with going, they're trying to figure out what we're telling them, right? They're trying to follow the book. It's like, okay, right. well you got that initial transition period, right? They're still really hardcore right. putting life into living as your term goes on the show. So uh, okay. I'm used to buying my fruit in the yogurt. Worst thing you could ever do. It's chock full of sugar. So especially from a preservative standpoint, so they buy the Siggies, let's say 5%, got the pure plain yogurt. They take a little taste of it. Um, obviously their taste buds aren't used to pure clean right. food. What is the modification to help them get there? One of my well, hacks is sprinkling yeah. fresh ground cinnamon on there. Perfect. That's great. I was going to say, it's going to taste 
a, a little tart. Boring, too. It's going to taste like tangy. It's going to have a tang to it. And yeah. it's going to taste like, oh, yogurt tastes tangy and little like, mm. and it's going to, but it's going to also be the creamiest thing you've ever eaten. Yes. You'll be like, oh my God, that's so creamy, but tangy. It's weird. I don't get it. And that's okay. Uh, I think too, a good way to ease into stuff like that is like dump, dump a scoopful into a, a smoothie there or dump a scoopful into other, you know what I mean? And then you kind of like are masking it. Like in the, my, I have a pancake, a grain-free pancake recipe in the breakfast chapter that uses Greek yogurt. And that's a good way to use it where it's, it, it makes a pancake dough. Hmm. And, um, I've, and I was never huge uh, on pancakes. So I, why, I guess that's why I never really, Me neither. I never even saw but that you know recipe. What? You know what? I never liked pancakes because I always felt nauseous after I ate them. And now I know why, because they're <laughs> first of all, filled with gluten, which I'm allergic to celiac. And second of all, they're super sweet and they spike your blood sugar. So no wonder I felt nauseous after I ate them. Yeah. And you're hardcore celiac. I mean, we kind of casually, we had, we casually skimmed over that in your intro, but like, yeah, like there's different, there are different levels of celiac. Some people are very, how do you word that? Because no, you're somebody I, who lives with it. There's not different levels of celiac. And if you have an autoimmune response, you have an autoimmune response. Oh, there's no there, severity. No, no. It's just you're yeah, all in. No. Yeah, yeah. You have to be all in. Okay. For anybody who's out there who was diagnosed with celiac, there's no levels. There's no, you have celiac. Okay. Um, but there are different levels of gluten intolerance. So there's there's something called uh, non-celiac gluten intolerant. Hmm. So those are people who just feel better not eating gluten. Right. They haven't, there's not a lot of science behind that. Well, and let's be real. I do not have celiac. I have no gluten bullshit. I just mm -hmm. made a decision that I barely ate grains as it was, bread right. and crap like that anyway, because I'm a huge health nut. I work out a lot. And then, believe me, I've got the friends and the peer pressure where it's like, dude, you just work out more, man. You'll burn through it. I'm like, right. yeah, that's not how it works, bro. Okay. Yeah. You ever hear of fatty liver, liver disease? That's happening on the inside of your body. You can't see that shit yeah. uh, until it starts manifesting in other ways in your life. Hello, right. diabetes. You can't see that shit. Okay. Yeah. So people need to pull their heads out of their butts. And this whole bro science that we all agree is bullshit. You got to find some legitimate education. And going back to your book, it's not a men's health mag. It's not a women's health mag with sponsored advertisements. It's like, dude, these are all recipes that you personally have tested over and oh, over yeah. again. Oh yeah. Because I you mean, have celiac. I, this is how I <laughs> this is how I cook for myself and my family. Like yeah. this is legit and I will always continue to do that because I I love food and I love cooking and that's just something and and I I took my diagnosis of celiac in 2002 and was like I'm going to I'm going to food blog because that yeah. helps me to process what's going on because And that's it, what it, built you to this point cuz you got yeah. to put in those reps, right? You started mm -hmm. Basically, again, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we haven't done enough plugging of our website. Actually, I feel like I'm slacking as a marketer, but AnnaVocino.com, and I'm going to share that again to the video feed here. So again, uh, one thing I do like is if you actually, because you kept, we kept talking about the Eat Happy Cookbook, um, mm -hmm. and I, I will live demonstrate this because back when you launched your cookbook, I did not, you didn't have this set up this way. Um, at least I don't think you did. I was probably not because I Googled eathappycookbook.com and it didn't go anywhere. But now I love how now you redirected it. Eathappycookbook.com yeah. does take you to anavochino.com, but it takes you specifically to your eathappy page wait, for wait, wait. the freeze cookbook. right there. Wait, freeze right there. Do okay. you see the, the eat happy trademark right there? You TM that puppy? Yep. You go, That's... girl. You got that? Yeah, I sure did. I'm very excited. Look at that. Hold on, real yeah. quick. I have touch screen. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Look at that TM. 
That's for realsies. Okay. I have a certificate and everything. I no, am so proud of you. Because it, I didn't set it up right. And then when I had to meet with the trademark lawyer, I had to set it up right. So that's why. Yeah. I, I and then honestly, that. obviously, next phase You're is. You're the only one who would notice that. Whoever did your graphics, just make sure they update the graphics so the TM kind of matches the font style. I know. It does not match. That's okay. Hey, but, hey you know what? You, you earned it. You got it. You stick that puppy on there. So. Okay. See, and I love that because this helps you just. This, okay, listeners. This shows how serious this girl is. I mean, yeah, obviously she's serious. She freaking published a cookbook after years of, of, of healthy blogging. But if you're going to trademark something, this is a business lesson to your listeners out there. That shows people are committed, okay? Vinny was so passionate about what you guys created on the podcast about no sugar, no grains. Okay, he trademarked that shit. He owns that trademark. Now Anna owns Eat Happy. Love it. You could yeah. do because you don't know where this brand is going to go. That's I'm excited no. for you, Anna, too. Again, marketing guy can't help it. I'm like, dude, the cookbook, it could spin off into a legacy of multiple cookbook editions. You could that, end up getting that is definitely happening. As far yeah. as anything else, I, I, I need. I knew again, you had another lost, book in you. <laughs> I, I have another book coming out. It says April 1st on Amazon, but it's actually going to be changed to November 1st. But Are yeah, you going to no, do the I same thing? More books. I'm going to do the same thing. And then I Kindle think. Kindle first. I Maybe okay. I, it depends because now I have the printing process dialed in. So, but I, then I want to do like a book of just slow cooker recipes, a book of just instant pot recipes, a book of just grilling recipes. And, and, uh, by the way, with the next that. book, because I also have, I just opened the back of my book. I printed out your index. I know. There you go. Oh yeah. You don't right. have the version with the index. Yeah. That right. Was, so, cause yeah. I'm early. Yeah. Well, if you remember, hold on. I purposely asked for you to, uh, hand sign a couple of books, right? So I have the one where you actually oh, ship me personally. Shit, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. Dear Scott, thank you so much for all of your support. Let's eat happy. XOXO <laughs> Anna. Thank you so much for all of your support. <laughs> Scott, dear Scott. That was my attempt at a voiceover, whatever. That was good. Uh, that was good. That was convincing. I do have I the like Heil PR40 microphone. I've had people tell me that this microphone really levels up my voice. I don't know. It's a thing. It's, it's a good mic. It is. I mean, it, you got yeah, a way bigger good. pop filter and stuff, though. You got a lot going on. Not really. Oh. This is kind of a dinky one. But wait, you want to hear my actual studio mic? Hold on. Oh, you have more mics? Dear Lord. This is this is my studio oh, mic. Oh, dear God. That's a whole different level. What <laughs> the hell is, what is that? This is what I do all my work on. This is what I do all the promos for You ABC stepped out of frame, but I see mic thing in the top of the frame. Yeah, so it's, I like know. A, it's like a, here. Holy shit, that was night and day. Yeah. The wow. other, because this is like hidden back here in a little thing. It's yeah. my little like, it's, I call it the bat cave. The veal is in the cage. But that was a drastic shift in audio quality. Yeah, and that, well, here's the thing. That's the Sennheiser MKH 416. Oh, you got the, the Sennheiser gear? Okay, that explains which, everything. That's, but that's what everybody uses in the promo world and uh, in commercials for okay. voiceover. This mic is the AT2020, but it's a cardioid mic, so it picks up the whole. Yeah, so th no, room, this is so this is dynamic. Room toning. Yeah, and this that, is dynamic. What you have is what you have is better. I should actually probably have one of those for podcasting. Oh yeah, why don't you? I don't know. Because I have like I have four other microphones uh, besides this. I have literally a million microphones. <laughs> but all of them, I made I sure they were all dynamic. Yeah, they're all dynamic. But see, but see, this was my old travel mic that when I would go on location, I could if I was in a quiet room, I could record auditions on this thing. And um, but again, why wouldn't you be using dynamic if you're recording an audition? 
Um, because you don't, for a voiceover, you just don't. You, voiceover doesn't necessarily use a dynamic mic. That That's a, a, a shotgun mic. Yeah. And it's very, uh, it, it, that's why in the promo world, they use that one so that you it's could It's like even anywhere. more dynamic. It's like, it's yes, all about it's your grill. It literally captures like this much, like you have to be right. Okay. But these these cardioid mics were less expensive. So that's why I just got it as a second mic, as a travel mic. Gotcha. And I just never changed it to a dynamic mic for podcasting because okay. screw you guys. I like it. I love you guys. Well, I could tell you when I first launched, I actually, I did buy this one. I went all in right away. Uh, and I was using this as my travel mic. So it's, yeah. <laughs> and then I would, I would unplug it out of here and then take it with me. And then I bought a How shirt. Is that mic? This is like a $300 mic, I think. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, if you care about your audio quality, because I, I mean, I have the Shure SM58, which is a very, also a very higher, a higher That's end, but what I use below on this. Stage. Yeah. And then yeah. I have the very popular uh, Audio Technica 2100s. I have two of those, a couple of those. This is very similar to that one. Yeah. The 2020, I did research mm -hmm. that one. So, yeah. but in the end, when I tested all the mics, and a buddy of mine had a friend who was an audio engineer, and he came over and helped us set up the studio like a year. You know, this, I, I've changed a lot since then. And yeah. he was like, dude, that mic is legit. He said, yeah, no, it's great. It sounds like a Neumann. Okay. Do you know what a, I don't even do you know, know what a Neumann, Neumann is. is? Yeah. Neumann, N-E-U-M-A-N-N. -N. It's a very okay. fancy German mic. They do have some lower end ones, but in all like the radio stations and um, and for video games too, they use Neumanns. They're very okay. But see, that one is like a, a dynamic, so it's it's you're not getting a lot of room tone with it. Nope. Neumann is extremely sensitive, and you have to be in the soundproof room. Yeah, see, I haven't had to buy like I have a dry erase board right next to me, and you're not getting a lot of reflection off of that. Yeah, that's and I that's haven't really put good. any of the crazy padding up or anything else yet. So I got padding back there, as you can see. I have padding all across the room over there. Well, you're kind of a professional. I mean, well, it has to be. I mean, but I didn't salary. want to. <laughs> that's true. I didn't want to build a whole booth. No. Um, no one cares at this point. I'm just telling you, they've tuned out. That's yeah, okay. Okay. We we talk about that on your show as well. So, um, right. Well, like, we, you we and Vinny joke around that too. too. Like by now, they probably tuned out. Yeah, um, it's, we could just tell we have like boring meter. But, like, oh yeah. That but was the really beauty here, like, we're just being real. I mean, that's why yeah. you guys have a conversational show, and I have a conversation. We're we're just being real people. Like, it's okay. More fun that way. And you also, I love For the us. transparency of the video because people see that. Hey, you and I have built studios in our own homes. Like, yeah. this is not a big deal. I mean, my fiance calls this room her other closet. So um, <laughs> I, I I invaded her other closet. I was like, okay, yeah, well. Yeah, you did. I was going to say, where are her clothes? They're not in there. Hold on, I'll be real. Oh, it's, uh, well, there's another whole dresser over there. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then there's a closet behind me there. Oh, okay. So, again, okay. and then where my, where my stand-up desk is right now, Mm -hmm. There used to be a whole like ottoman with a shelf thing behind it, and I got rid of all that. So, yeah, um, I was like, baby, I just need a space. So, but you've got the whole corner studio thing with the sound matting, and yeah, yeah it's legit. Yeah. So, and Vinny and I used to set up a table in here and podcast for years together. I remember him saying that, yeah, because yep. I've only been listening for four of your six years, I think. Oh, so, That's yeah. enough. Hey. You need to stop. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a borderline virtual stalker. Okay. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> it was funny because I joked around with Vinny, like, I think two episodes ago, I was like, where the hell has Anna been? I was like, I keep tweeting her. She hasn't come back on the show. And he's like, yeah, you, you, you got to get her back on. And then, and then Annie comes where on again. I? I don't know. You just never really responded. I did reach you out to you. You tweeted at me to come back on the show? Yeah. No, I, I feel just figured like you weren't following email. Twitter. 
No, there was an email. And then I, I emailed like. you one time too. And then I was like, yes. And then, and then, and then and I then sent I you this. You had Vinny and Andy on before me, and I was like, well, screw them. Well, dude, I've been trying to get all you on, and Vinny, Vinny's whole excuse on that is he's just like, well, that's that's the that's the that's the unicorn. No one's ever done that. And I said, well, I love a challenge. And I said, what's the unicorn? Getting Vinny back on? No, getting all of you. Together. Oh, at the same time. Because oh, yeah, again, the advantage we, can, we don't even ever see each other like as friends. Anna. The, uh, okay, one more plug for the Zoom system. Besides, you get better audio quality than freaking Skype. It's way the hell more professional. The entry-level entrepreneur package is only $15 a month, and I can support- Tell Vinny. He's I've got, been telling him. Now. He's the producer now. But then you guys bitch, or he bitches, about audio issues, and you guys dropping out, and I'm like, dude, like right now, you can't see this. By the way. Yeah, good. By the way, I, that I have such a bone to pick with him, because there was a phase- <laughs> Two years ago, where we found out Time Warner came four times to my house, and we found out that a squirrel chewed through the internet line. It took four guys to figure this out. We finally figured it out, and I am legit. Look at this. Do you I have like an anti-squirrel system? No, but I am hardwired in with the most expensive Ethernet cable you could buy. Yes. Because I'm not going to mess around. I literally download- switched back to hardwire as well. Yeah, because I'm not gonna Wi-Fi. No. Forget it. No. It's, de- it's dead to me. Yeah, I mean the and Wi-Fi Vinny router has, is. Vinny's the, on like a seven-year-old computer. No, he does have he's a new computer. On now. Wi-Fi. He, no, they bought a new computer. His they computer, bought a new computer. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. But it's still every time we podcast, it somehow shorts out. We get disconnected. I'm like, it ain't me. Listen, I know you guys joke around how you started six years ago and just kind of went with it, but I'm like, all right, bro. I like. I'm, I know it's. Enough. I've only been at it a year, over a year, and I've literally it's had people enough. come on my show. And tell me that I'm doing shit at a whole different level than other people's shows. And I'm only a year old. Well, I'm, I'm over a year old now. And I was like, that's only because I'm a Go geek ahead. and I do figure this shit out. Like, I'm not just in the gym half the time. Yeah, I can. I can, I can <laughs> I'm not just a pretty face, meathead, yeah. gym rat. Yeah, come on. Seriously. Um, seriously. <laughs> but no, um, seriously. I mean, Andy, by the way, loves Zoom as well. Like. Well, then I, Andy needs to tell him because Andy's the boss of Vinny. That's what I told him. I'm like, Andy. I used to be the boss of crack, Vinny, but I'm not the boss of him anymore. Crack the whip. Crack the whip. Yeah. He doesn't listen Just to make me. a move. Like, it's if, when you level up, like, he can support 50 people, man. Hold on. Let me do the same thing. There you go. Double time. Double time. Well, actually, if you speak, your camera will actually take over my camera. So now you speak. Are we blocking? Oh, is it doing a live switch? Yeah. Well, that's fancy. Oh, yeah. It'll do that. So um, I I can't okay, see you it right see now. Me pretending to cut vegetables for a picture. Oh, I That's like that. That's what's happening right there. Very 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 classy. I did notice that. I'm like, is that staged? Because completely <laughs> staged. Hold on, we lost your focus on your camera now because oh, oh. we held the book up. Let's see if it refocuses. Hold on. Wow, that's fun. I've never had that happen. You're e-happy. <laughs> Shut good. down my I know. my fancy web well, camera. I have to go anyway. Okay, good. I know. Ooh, there you are. So there it is. That was me speaking at the last podcasting conference. That was it. I bought a new suit for that. That's awesome. Yeah. So apparently I could speak and do things too. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, Anna Vocino has aired on our show for the second time. This is pretty badass. This is very exciting. She's a hot little Italian. (laughs) She knows how to write some seriously hot, eat happy recipes for the holiday season because I will air this before Christmas. I'm going to bump some other people the hell out of the way. Um, you need to be scoring some eat happy love. Okay. Just give a try. Taste what sugar-free or 
almost completely sugar free. You do have one or two, you know, dessert recipes in it. Let's in, be real. In the, it's in a the dessert chapter, there are twelve dessert recipes, and eight of them have some form of sugar in them. For yeah. sure, I'm not. A, I'm not like a, a monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're allowing them to put a little yes, life into living. Of course. Because let's be real. Of course. It's not a cheat day. It's a cheat meal or a cheat snack, not a freaking yeah. cheat day. <laughs> exactly. We're not gonna. We're not gonna get carried away. Yeah. So again, ladies and gentlemen, Anavacino.com, eHappyCookbook.com. Doesn't matter. Takes you to the same place. All over Amazon. We're going to hyperlink all this shit into the show notes like I always do. Okay, you can click. You can follow her. She's on Twitter. She's on Instagram. Uh, the brand, Eat Happy Cookbook, is on Twitter, on Instagram, also on Facebook. And you have a private Facebook community, right? Yes, the Eat Happy Facebook group. Boom. I'm also Enjoy a member it. of that. I highly recommend that. She shares some epic recipes. Like I love seeing everybody using your cookbook. It's actually amazing. It, and people start it, tweaking your thing, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. People come, hey, I didn't have this, but I had that on hand, and I made this, and I added mushrooms. Dude, and I'm like, awesome. one of your next books, you should, oh, you should have like a fun contest for like your loyal followers and like incorporate yeah. some of the recipes into the book. You probably already figured that out though, but I think that'd be fun. Um, yeah, take all the recipes, and then I make all the money off of it. <laughs> I, I'm sure everyone would love that. No, you say, hey, ladies. No, and we frame it other ways. You say, hey. If you would like to see, if you like, we're going to, we're going to allow like one new, one recipe or two recipes into yeah. the next edition of the cookbook. Oh yeah. That, that actually would be Right. Really and then it's like, Hey, yeah. like submit your recipes and we'll have a drawing or something like yeah. that. Make it fun. And then, yeah. yeah, you're not, you're not making a whole chapter. <laughs> like, Hey, thanks for all your great ideas. Thanks right, guys. I'm going to make Bye. all the money. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll send you a free book. Maybe I won't. Right. So, all right. Well, <laughs> I want to respect your time and your evening. We'll let you go. Um, uh, you probably have more wine to drink. Uh, for sure. It's been Always. a while since you've been on the show. I've yes. still kept a very solid thing. I always want our audience to be left behind with just a powerful message from you that if Ooh. they forget everything else and all the crazy stuff we discussed today, um, I've had a lot of work to do on the show notes for this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've kind of all over the place. I totally need a new intern for that one. Um, what is something like big message behind everything you're doing, right? You've, we talked about entrepreneurship, comedic work, um, obviously, creating e-happy, trademarking it. You've got a whole lineage of books to come. Like, what? why are you doing all this? Like, what are you trying to do moving forward besides getting your daughter to tattoo your arm? Gosh, that's such a loaded question. Right? I, I guess I guess coming back <laughs> to the whole, like, look, I, I like performing, I like entertaining, and I like feeding people. I like making people laugh and I like feeding people. Like that's really what it comes down to. And whenever I'm able to have those opportunities to do that, I'm a happy person. So um, everything else is just part of the journey. And and whenever, I, I don't know, I you know what, actually when we talked about the negative stuff coming up, that was actually really powerful. And I, I feel like that's kind of where the meat of all of this is because if we were all just skipping stones from, you know, just like I'm jumping from one success to the next success, you don't learn anything and you don't have a journey. So if something really crappy is happening, what's that phrase they say in therapy? Like if it makes you hysterical, it's historical. You know what I mean? If something like is really getting you crazy, it's because it's something is flaring up. That's probably been bugging you for a long time and you've squashed it. So I feel like, the thing that makes the happy thing so wonderful is is the growth that you get from experiencing the negative stuff and and just be a little easier on yourself. I wish we'd all be a little easier on ourselves. That's kind of what this book is about too. Like eat food that is good for your body that also tastes good. You don't have to torture yourself and be on a diet and restrict yourself. 
I love that. That was, that was really long-winded. That was no, like five. Actually, thank you. It reinforces. I can't tell you how many times on the show, Anna, that we've brought up how the word diet is a bad four-letter word. I do not support the term diet. I don't yeah. like it. It's a short-term mindset, and it has too much drama tied totally. to it. And your cookbook is helping people do that. So good. hang tight. I'll give you a proper goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Anna Vocino of eathappycookbook.com. AnnaVocino.com. I'm not kidding you. Please pick up this cookbook. If you care about yourself or somebody else in your life and you want them to find a healthier way of doing things, trust me, you will find at least one freaking recipe out of this book. I have found many and my fiance has found many more. So again, check her out, AnnaVocino.com. Check out the blog post notes, you'll find it. But again, she's already hinted in her final words of this episode. She loves feeding happiness. She loves feeding people a healthier way of life. I'm gonna go ahead and flip that word. She's fueling your health. And from this episode, some business and obviously your lifestyle. So thanks for listening in. Keep living the fired up epic life, people. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7's resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com, and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, my nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, the Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David 
D-A-V-I-D studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's I believe pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.